Hey, it's John from CityCast. If you're in the mood to pamper yourself a little bit this week while supporting cruelty-free products, you should check out Bone Cur Home and Wellness. It's the best place in Portland to find everything from chic home decor to cannabis accessories. They've got a curated collection of vegan and cruelty-free home goods and wellness products because their name is French for kind heart, after all. You'll get a 20% discount on your first order when you sign up for emails this week at boncoeur.net. That's B-O-N-C-O-E-U-R.net. And use the code BONCOEURCITYCAST20. Studies show being outside is good for you. It makes you feel happier and less stressed. But winter weather in Oregon can make it hard for anyone to leave their home, especially for those who might not have a ton of outdoor experience. So today on CityCast Portland, we're talking with outdoor guide Norther Emily, a lifelong Oregonian. She's sharing some nearby places you can drive to for a quick break from the gray skies and offering advice on how to best prepare for taking on the elements. Continuing on our Depression Weeks theme, we're talking with experts about how to guard our mental health during these short winter days. It's Tuesday, February 14th, 2023. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. So we're in it. We're in the middle of winter. Mm -hmm. This is the season where everyone knows that if you don't want to feel crappy, you need to actually go outside. But all of Oregon is telling you to stay inside. (laughs) Uh, So how can people even find the motivation to get outside at this time of year? So at first, I think it's important to remember that even though it is wet and cold and miserable outside, it will not be wet and cold and miserable in your jacket. So if you have the right things to put on, you should not be experiencing the weather, you know, the way that we imagine. I think an important part of this, too, is uh, is building like positive experiences that that your subconscious can tack back to, you know, like go out, have a little hike, see what it's like, enjoy your time in the outdoors, and then remember that that's the experience that you're looking forward to, not whatever, I don't know. I think people are like remembering sometime when they waited for the bus in February and it was just awful. (laughs) This won't be like that. It will be beautiful and you will be cozy inside your little outfit. You know what? I've actually never thought about it that way. Like, that is exactly what you're feeling. You're feeling like, what is the most uncomfortable I've ever been outside? And you're just like, I don't want that right now. I'm feeling sad. Yeah, yeah. Why would I want to add that on top? And you're right. It's just like, no, once you zip zip up, you're totally fine. So, uh, Norther, I know one of the reasons why we really wanted to speak with you was because of your company, Wild Solitude Guiding, um, which offers guided off trails and foraging workshops and even like trip planning assistance, which is actually really cool for those who've never done a backpacking trip and they're just like, what am I supposed to do? Let's talk trip planning. Like, how can people figure out where to go? Like, let's say, you know, you're still talking about the sad person who doesn't want to leave their house, but like you're overwhelmed. Like, how would someone know where to go in the dead of winter where they don't get their car stuck and they're not just like, uh, just food for the wilderness. <laughs> well, I promise like nothing that dramatic will happen to you if you leave your house in the in the winter or any other season. We shouldn't have any predator concerns in the Northwest, but maybe that's a topic for another question. 
Here's how I plan all of my trips is I get out my apps, my weather apps, and I look at the weather. That's step one is like, what is the okay. least miserable weather that I can have within, I don't want to drive more than two hours. Everybody has kind of a, a different limit or whatever, but two hours can get you to a lot of places in the Northwest. So like I would look at the coast. I would look at um, what's happening in the Central Gorge, like around the Dalles. I would look at the weather in Maupin and in Terrebonne in Central Oregon. So between like looking at all of those things, I get pretty good idea of like, okay, maybe, maybe even though it's going to be rainy, the the warmest weather is at the coast. Or um, maybe I'll see that the temperature in Portland is going to be exactly the same as it is in Central Oregon, but Central Oregon is sunny and has blue skies. And I know like the sun will come mm -hmm. out for 10 minutes and hit my skin and I'll be like, oh. Yeah. The next thing I would do is I would pull up the uh, ODOT trip check cameras and I would look along Highway 26 and Mount Hood. Um, if it's been really snowy lately, I might look on I-84 in the gorge. And then I might also look on Highway 26, Highway 30 and Highway 6 going out to the coast. If you see snow on the side of the road in the coast range, you can bet that you're going to see a substantial amount of snow under the trees. Mm -hmm. Right now, if you wanted to go hiking and not mess with any snow at all, I would say low elevation gorge hikes would be a great idea. Uh, this is also a great time of year to go to the gorge because it's not super busy. Extra rain makes the waterfalls even more glorious than they normally are. Wow. So let me just a recap because uh, I want to remember this. Yeah. Basically, you're saying look at, look at the weather, but basically you're also st stating the first thing you should do is figure out how long you want to drive. Yeah. And then from that radius of where you live, be like, okay, an hour and a half or an hour or two hours, then look at all the weather in that area and figure out, okay, what do I want? Because that is true. Like the, the further east you go, the more chance you will of getting sun. But you do have to sometimes pass that like really mounty snow pass, right? Is there any other way to get to East Oregon without driving through like, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, if it's snowy on 84, don't go anywhere. <laughs> if they close 84, then you have my permission to stay home. Um, <laughs> if you go I-84 to like the Dalles, you can take 197. Um, I, that is like the, probably the number one area that I think is really underrated and that more people from Portland should experience some nice sunshine along the Deschutes River. Uh, there, okay. the Deschutes is set up for like rafting in the summer. So it's, uh, very thoroughly developed for camping and recreation but there's nobody out there in the winter. On my website right now, I have a mini guide. It's like a little PDF where you can um, pull up and look at all of the hiking and camping options and then just like general travel information, like access points, what to do while you're there, uh, things like that. So I know a lot of the, the secret local stuff out that way. Um, it's also really nice just to go down to like Smith Rock or whatever when the weather is pleasant. There's a lot of free BLM camping near there. If you want to do a short hike or a long hike, you want to go mountain biking, rock climbing. You could swim in the river if you're really in for it, like whatever you want to do. So mm -hmm. you could swim in the river in February. Well, maybe not. I mean, you could if you're really tough. Come on. But really? <laughs> you're like, if you're really cool. But like, yeah. Six weeks from now, you know, Get it? Like, the if you're really cool. Forget it. The weather's going to turn before you know it. Uh, it'll get a lot warmer yeah. in the next like six weeks on the on the east side of the mountains. And even when the temperatures are the same as they are here in Portland, it's a different experience with the sunshine on top. 
Part of the problem with getting stuck in Portland all winter is that like we're in this little narrow valley and the clouds sit right on top. It's like if you sat under a blanket all winter, like, mm -hmm. you know, you can't see very far. It's easy for your like perspective on life to close in as the clouds close in around you and you just get like kind of bogged down. All right, let's take a break here. And when we come back, advice for people who are ready to take on that winter hike. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, so we've been talking about ways to escape that cloud and that feeling of having an oppressive gray blanket on you. But let's talk about people who are just like, you know what, I'm just going to go in and I'm going to do this. Like, what is your uh, essential gear list or advice for someone who's maybe never done it, but wants to do it? Sure. So I think the most important thing that I've learned hiking outside uh, by myself is that when you are alone or not with like a group of people that you're trying to keep up with, um, you can kind of use your pace to help regulate your body temperature. I know for me personally, I run really hot. So having a sense of like where you are on that spectrum before you choose your outdoor gear is really important. I tend to bring a lot of different layers and options with me. And then once I get to my destination, I get out and I kind of like futz around for a little bit and I figure out like, okay, I'm going to want snow pants with a pair of leggings underneath them probably. Um, if it's really wet or really snowy, I will definitely wear like a like a rain pant to keep my clothes dry. I do not ever, ever go hiking anywhere in Oregon until like June without a pair of micro spikes in my bag um, for walking on snow, especially once we get into kind of like late season spring hiking you're really going to need those if you gain any elevation at all. Hiking in snow in Portland is really just hiking on ice. Uh, along the same lines, I would recommend having at least one trekking pole. Mm -hmm. If you can get a nice collapsible kind that folds down and, and is small in your bag, then you can just carry it and they don't weigh a lot. And it can really help, especially if you have to do like a, a creek crossing or something where there's like, you know, a sketchy rock and a slimy log and having a pole or two to kind of stabilize with and help you like kind of brace yourself while you make the little hoppity hop move is, is pretty helpful. I usually have like a rain shell of some kind. And then I always have glove liners year round. I will carry glove liners in my bag. Really? Even in the summer? You Even have in the summer. Because if you have trekking poles and you're in like an alpine area, just cover your hands. Like anytime you're working with trekking poles, your hands are like away from your body and they get cold really fast. Oh, So I have a pair of glove liners and then I have like a, a super cushy, really fancy, probably the nicest piece of gear I own is like my, is my winter gloves. I also run hot. And so I tend to already pack for me being hot. Yeah. <laughs> So, so I'm miserable for like the first 15 minutes and then I'm just like, here I am, I'm fine. Uh, but all of this makes sense. It, it's actually really practical. 
I do want to say if you go hiking in the winter, though, there are some things that you need to bring with you that you should not forget. Like if you drive into the mountains in any kind of winter weather, you should have like a chainsaw or a hatchet in the back of your car. And if that's not available to you or if you're like not, you know, physically available to use those tools with your body, you should definitely at least have like camping stuff in the back of your car in case you get stranded. Um, food and water and a sleeping bag. It's happened to me before where like oh, really? uh, I was driving up a road and a little tree fell right in front of me. Yeah. yeah. Little trees can fall on your path and like and trap you on a distant road somewhere. So it's always good to have a plan for like how you would get out from behind that tree. You should always have a road atlas in your car. Buy one, put it in your car. Don't take it out ever. That's year round advice. Um, yeah. And then just having like food and water, be prepared to stay in the mountains. Because it might happen, even though you just yeah. you promised us all that we would be fine at the very top. But that's fine. It would be like a vacation. It's like a retreat. <laughs> I love it. But like, where are you going this weekend? Uh, well, let's see. This weekend I have my kids, so I'm not going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> oh, what's your next trip? You have plan. Uh, the next time I go out, I'll be going to the Tillamook State Forest, which is uh, where I guide primarily. And... There is a really interesting abandoned road out there that I'm going to be exploring. Um, there isn't any snow on the ground in the Tillamook right now. So that's a really great place. I mean, who knows how much snow might hit the ground between now and then. I haven't looked at the forecast. But as of today, right now, uh, there is not really any snow on the ground, even at the higher elevations. So I'll be spending some time out there. And I also have a mini guide coming out for low elevation Mount Hood hikes. So I'm going to be spending a lot of time up there in the next couple of days, too. Cool. Well, thank you, Norther. I now have I feel like I've made a connection with someone if I have a a, a question because I yeah. I love going outside during the winter, but I am intimidated by hikes that are like longer than five miles, you know, just because of all the things you said. I'm like, oh, a tree can fall on me. Uh I can run out of tea, you know, just yeah. so many things. Tea is a good thing to mention, too. Like, I always recommend bringing a thermos of hot tea with you when you go hiking in the winter. Uh, I think that's probably mm -hmm. one of the most underrated, underutilized tips that I give absolutely everyone. Makes a big difference. Yeah, it does. And it's so funny you said that because I think we all think, when, oh, we're going hiking, we should bring water. But if it's, like, below freezing or freezing, like, that water's going to be so cold. You're not going to drink it. And when you bring tea you're actually having an enjoyable time. I did that for the first time a, a few weeks ago when I went snowshoeing and I was like, wow, I'm like almost half of my life is done. And this is such a game changer. <laughs> and I feel so dumb that I've just thought about this right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That thermos can be heavy, but it's, it's worth it. Norther Emily's company, Wild Solitude Guiding, offers classes in everything from foraging to map reading and trail navigation. Go to her website, wildsolitudeguide.com, for more information. And for those who don't drive but still want to get up to Mount Hood and play in the snow, check out mounthoodexpress.com. It's a cheap public bus that can get you to the mountain any day of the week, and it's accessible from Portland. As usual, all links in our show notes. And if there are any outdoor enthusiasts out there that get around without driving and want to share some tips, please get in touch with us at portland at citycast.fm and we can pass them along. And now for your microdose of news. Tolls are coming to Portland area interstates and they could be pricey. Local economist Joe Courtright has pieced together some estimates from public records. 
and he's guessing they could cost up to $15 one way between Wilsonville and Vancouver during peak hours. The Oregon Department of Transportation is disputing these estimates, saying nothing's officially been decided yet. And the Oregon legislature is in full swing, making big decisions that could affect all of our lives. But also, a few less pressing matters. On the docket this year is a resolution that would designate rescued shelter dogs and cats as the official state pet. Aww. Plus, happy birthday, Oregon. Today, our state is 164 years old, and it doesn't look a day past 100. For even more local news and events, sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend? We'll be back in a few days with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's. <laughs>